Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Thank you for hopping back on here onto Everyday Revival again this week. Um, going to get right back into some things that we were talking about last week, if you're with us. If you if you weren't with us last week, I'd go back and look um, look the first podcast up because they're connected, um, talking about Psalms 91 here and the things that are in here for us. Um, hopefully you had a great week. I know it's getting close to Christmas here and um, we're, uh, people are busy and things are happening, but it, what a better what what a better time to um, to hear these truths and to to put them into practice in our lives? Um, I've been toggling between uh, the King James version and then the Amplified Classic version of Psalms ninety one. You know, I don't know uh, about you, but when I grew up, I heard this uh, this people would quote this all the time um, for different things. A lot of times we would hear it at funerals. I don't know. This is kind of weird. But um, the, we would um, also hear it. I remember during the first Gulf War, people we knew their sons were overseas. And so they would write this on their army helmet, you know, on the little part there. Um, you know, this is this is powerful. And um, we're, we're picking this apart to see the truths in it. But um, they're promises. And, you know, he's 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 promising this to us. And so last time we were, we had covered, I think verses one through six and uh, we ended on seven on a thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. And I was talking about how, um, you know, these, these things are all because of where our hearts are connected, where we are in other words, where are we placing our focus? Where are we spending our time? Because uh, the very first verse says that he that dwells in or lives in the secret place, that secret place is a place of intimacy. In other words, I'm not just going to church on, you know, two Sundays a month and clocking in and thinking that I'm going to have this relationship with with God because that's not how it works. Um that's why, you know, and I don't talk about my book a lot, but in, in the book that I just wrote last year, Pursuit, I was talking about you. it's it's not just something that, you know, so I've heard different people preach, you know, well, God's just running after me. You know, he's running after me and he's just, yes, he loves us. And, and he is, um, when people especially are praying for us, every avenue to get us to come back to him. But our part as children of God is to pursue him, is to go after him. I, you know, I will do those things. I choose to go after God. I choose, my heart is connected to him. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's not very fun when you're the one in a relationship always going after the other one. If my husband was always like, honey, I love you and you're just awesome. And he's, you know, always trying to hold my hand and put his arm around me. And I don't make any, you know, I don't do any of that. I just act like he doesn't exist. Well, that's not a relationship that's going to last very long. 
So we have to do our part. And that's why David, you know, he he spent time. Remember, he was out in the sheepfold, out watching uh, to make sure that those sheep were protected. But he was spending time with God. He was, you know, I'm sure on his harp some and, you know, I don't know, maybe just that's where a lot of these psalms come from. And so we have to understand that it's about relationship. It's about spending time with him and being connected with him. And that's why that first verse is so powerful. But now we're going to get into another part where he talks about where we spend our time. Um, It says, a thousand, again, a thousand shall fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it won't come near me. It won't even come near me. I said it won't even come near us, y'all. Then verse 8, it says, Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. The, uh, The Amplified Classic says, Only a spectator shall you be. Yourself will be inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked. I like that. That means, have you ever been at a, oh man, you're, uh, you're a spectator at a, at a, let's say you went to a football game. You're, you're not in the middle of it. You're not out there taking the hits. You're not getting run over by the linebacker. <laughs> you're not out there playing the game. You're just spectating. You're just sitting in the, you're eating your popcorn and drinking your drink and you're watching the football game. Well, that's what this is saying. You're only going to be a, specta- a spectator. You're going to be inaccessible in that secret place of the Most High. You are protected. We are protected and kept safe as if we witness the reward of the wicked. That's why I've had conversations with some people, you know, even recently, and they're like, well, you know, it just doesn't seem like it, it pays to, you know, to do all this, you know, to serve God and everything, because it's just like these people keep on doing bad things, and they never, they never, you know, seem to, uh, have any consequences to what they're doing. (coughs) Pardon me. And, you know, the answer to that is right here. I'm going to witness the reward of the wicked at some point. At some point, there there is a day when these people will have to answer for the things that they've done. That's what it says. Only a spectator I'm going to be, though. I'm going to be in the secret. I'm inaccessible because I'm in the secret place. Back to that secret place, that place with just you and God. In other words, your relationship, you're talking to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're with me. Thank you that you're my refuge and my fortress. My God, and in you will I trust. I thank you that you're taking care of me. I thank you that you're watching out for me. Thank you, Lord. It's all relationship-based. Verse 9 says, Because you have made the Lord your refuge, and the Most High, your dwelling place. There it is again. It's that verse, verse 1 and verse 9 go hand in hand. Because you've done this, because you've made the Lord your refuge, and the Lord, your, the Most High, your dwelling place, you've taken up residence with God. Listen to verse 10. Because you've done verse 9, then we get verse 10. There shall no evil befall me, Neither shall any plague 
or calamity come near your tent. Wow. Because I've made the Lord my refuge, because he is everything to me, because I speak to him on a regular basis, because I have a relationship with him, and he knows me and I know him, and I dwell there in that place all day long. I'm always talking to him, always asking him what pleases him, spending time with him. Because I've done that, verse 10 is possible. There shall no evil come to me or befall me, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent or your house. You could say it in 2023 lingo. You could say, it's not going to come near my house. It's not going to come near me or my kids. Uh, this is, I just read that out of the Amplified Classic. Um, verse 9 in the King James says, because I've made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, my habitation or my home. Remember that that links up with Psalm 91, verse 1. Then shall no evil befall me, neither shall any plague or calamity come near my tent. Or this says, come near your dwelling. So let's talk about this. Then in 2023, when all these things are out there and they're saying this plague and this disease and this flu and, and this cold and um, this um, economic crisis and all these things are coming at us in the news, what does the word of God say? He said, and we take his word and we stand on it. What do we say when all those things are coming at us and all, all of our friends and, and family are, are freaking out and fear has gripped them and that, that's all they're talking about? What do we do? Well, we better, we better go to the word, right? We better know what the word says. He said, there shall no evil befall me and no plague or calamity is going to come near my tent, near my home. I don't have a tent. <laughs> I have a home. It's not going to come near me. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you that no calamity, no evil, no tornado, no economic crisis, uh, no uh, plague, no disease, no flu is going to come near my home. Listen to this. Why? Verse 11. You're going to want to look, look this up with your own eyes because verse 11 is powerful. For he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Oh my goodness, there's so many people who do not believe in angels. Or if they do, they think they're little white, you know, with little white robes and little white wings like we see in a Christmas play. Listen, that's a whole nother teaching about angels. And there's some extremely good teaching out there on angels. You can go to Michael Jacobs Ministries, I know um, there's other ministries out there um, that are sound about it. Some are goofy, but you want to get a hold of something good. But I'm telling you, he says right here, he's going to give his angels charge over me. He's going to give his angels charge over us. The Amplified Classic says, um, charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways. In all your ways. In other words, while I'm serving him every day of my life, in other words, while I'm, I'm on this earth, I'm in it, but I'm not of it. 
Listen, you're in this world, but you're not of it. If you're a born again Christian, spirit filled Christian, you are in this world. We've been placed here, but we're not of it. Your job is not your identity. That's not why you were created by by him. That's not why you're placed on this earth to work at, you know, at the bank or uh, in the military or whatever. That's not that's not your the purpose of your life. In other words, why you have breath in you, the purpose of our lives and why we were created was to have a relationship with him. And in that relationship is the direction for our lives. In that relationship is the joy on our jobs. Do you see the difference? I wasn't created just to work a menial job and make money and work myself to death until Jesus comes back. I was meant to have a relationship with the Most High every day and in that place. And in that relationship, there are answers for my life. There's joy. There's peace. It says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what I was created for. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's where my stability on the inside comes from. That's why most people are unhappy in in life is because there's no relationship with God, and they are just functioning in life, in their jobs, in their home life, with their kids. They're trying to, you know, bang their heads against the wall, make it. This didn't work, so they try something else. Listen, I just, this just came up in my heart. There's some, some of you listening, and you've, you've tried this. You've tried it, and it didn't work for you because all you did was try it. And so you said, well, you know, that works for some people, but that doesn't work for me. Listen, impatience will never get you anywhere. Impatience will never get anybody anywhere. You can't be impatient with the things of God. We have to trust him. That's why the word of God said, it's an, he is an anchor for my soul. An anchor holds something down in place. It keeps something from moving. That comes from time with him. You're going to have that stability on the inside when you've spent time with him. But what happens is, you know, we, we try to do it on our own. And that's why I said, this is for somebody. It just came up in my heart that you've, you're trying everything in your own strength. You're trying to do it on your own and you can't do it on your own. There's no way. Well, let me say you can but your life isn't going to be very long because you're, you're going to be stressed out and you're going to have premature gray hair, first of all. Second of all, he's created us to have a relationship with him to get the answers that we need from him, not from other people, but from him. Well, my husband doesn't, he doesn't believe that and he doesn't, he doesn't serve God, so it's just me. That's right. It's just you and God. And when it's just you and God, that's an unbreakable force. In other words, if it was just you, yeah, that's not going to be very good. But when it's you and your heavenly father who causes all things, he said, to work together for good, he's the one who causes the strength to come into your body to be able to do life. Man, with him, you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. That's where 
the power of God meets. When you start meeting him, the power of God will meet you. So whoever that's for today, I believe that you heard that, and I believe that it's going to make a difference in your life. Back to verse 11, for he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Right now, where you're at, there are angels that are assigned to your life. Everybody has angels assigned to their life. You might not have seen them, but they're there. And we have to, we have to believe that and we have to, uh, we have to tell them what to do. I command my angels. I say, angels, you go out. You, you, cause the, you cause the favor of God to come on that situation. You go out and you bring the money in. Our angels are there to help us. But the Bible says here, he gives his angels charge over me. The, uh, what I say in the Amplified here, it says, to accompany, to defend, and to preserve you. Uh, now, I'd like to know <laughs> when I get to heaven, I want to ask, I want to say, hey, I want to see a clip of my life um, from about uh, 13 to 21, um, uh, uh, that clip of my life from about age 13 to 21, because from that time frame, um, I probably had some close calls with my life. And actually, since then, I'm sure. But um, I, wasn't, I wasn't serving God, and I was doing all sorts of stuff. And I know that people were praying for me, and angels were protecting me. I'm telling you. Because in verse 12, it says, they're going to bear us up in their hands, lest I dash, dash my foot against a stone. So I know many times, I'm sure those angels were like, oh my goodness, who is this kid? What is she doing? Um, they were protecting me and keeping me. I know because people were praying for me. Um, and then verse 13 says, you shall tread on the lion and the adder. And the young lion and the dragon shall you trample underfoot. Well, what does that mean? Um, it says right here in, in Amplified, it says, You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. Um, if you go over to Luke ten nineteen, and I'll just turn there really quick. There's a nice cro uh, little reference here. Luke ten nineteen, and some of you could probably quote this. I'm going to turn there. So again, it's always great if you have your Bibles. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, and this is in red, so th this is Jesus speaking. It says, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Well, that's part of our, that's covenant talk right there, right? Because he gave us dominion over the, the, the devil. We don't have to let the, the devil just you know, be rampant in our lives. And that's, that's what that is talking about right there in, in, in Psalms here. It says, you shall tread, or you're going to trample under the, the, the lion and the adder and the young lion and the serpent. You're going to trample under your feet because over in Luke 10, 19, he says the same thing. He gives us power to do that power over the enemy, all over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Man, that's good. That is so good. And then verse 14 says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known and understood my name. He has personal knowledge of my love 
and my kindness, and he relies on me, knowing I will never forsake him. That's the Amplify Classic. Because I know, I know, and I rely on him, and I know he will never forsake me. Verse 15, he will call upon me, and I will answer him. I, I, I kind of get a little miff sometimes when people, they make accusations about God that he doesn't answer. You know, that they called on him, that they said something, you know, they prayed a couple times and he didn't answer. Well, listen, that's not true because the word of God says if you call upon him, he will answer you. Now, he might not have answered you the way that you wanted to be answered, but he, he, he keeps his word. If you call upon him with a out of a heart of, of humbleness and you, you're calling upon him, it says right here in verse 15, and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him. And my favorite part is he said he will honor him or honor us. And then verse 16 says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Man, this is something that you want to just, you just want to look at every day. You just want to look at these things every day. Now, I flew through 14, 15, and 16, but there is there is so much meat here. There is so much uh, power in these, in these scriptures. But I want to go back to 14 really quick. Because he has set his love on me. In other words, because my heart is connected with him. Because I talk to him, I have a relationship with him, and he knows me. He says he's going to deliver me. He says he will set me on high. Well, you just don't understand it. My job, I always get the raw end of the deal. No, the, the Bible right here says he will set you on high. Because I know him and I know him and I have personal knowledge of his love and kindness and trust. And I rely on him knowing that he'll never leave me. Where does that come from? Where does that, that knowledge come from? from spending time with him in, in his word. How do you get to know God? By spending time in his word. If I, just took Psalms, if I just took Psalms 91 here and I just meditated on that for a week, you would go, come away so strong. You would come away saying, talking, to, talking to him on, on a regular basis going, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're taking care of me. Thank you that nothing's going to hurt me. Nothing's going to come upon me suddenly. Thank you. Thank you for verse 15. If I call upon you, you're going to answer me. And you're going to be with me in trouble. And you're going to deliver me and honor me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you said with long life, you would satisfy me. Listen, satisfaction in life comes from one place, and that's knowing him. It doesn't come from having a four-wheeler and the newest car on the market and the biggest house and the most clothes. No, it doesn't come from that. It comes from knowing God and knowing him and having a relationship with him, a daily relationship with him, that there's something about that on the inside that nothing else will satisfy. That's what we are created for, y'all. That's what he's created us for, uh, for now. And so, it, you know, if you've been struggling in some of these areas that we've talked about and you're, you're, you've talked about it and talked about it in a negative light, 
turn your, turn your words around and start speaking this. Start talking about this, what God's doing for you. Talking about what he has for you in your family. With long life, he's going to satisfy me and show me his salvation. Well, praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you that we, that we get to look in your word. Thank you that these words are life-changing. Now, if, if um, any of you um, need prayer or there's things that you're dealing with in your life, listen, don't hesitate to call us here at 478-971-1270. Um, we, we'd be glad to pray with you and, and, and uh, speak these, uh, this life over your life. Amen. These words are life. This is life. And, uh, and so I'll just pray as we, as we go today. Father, I just thank you for those listening. I thank you for helping them, especially during the holiday season. I thank you for these truths that become life to them, Lord. I thank you that they see that it's only in a relationship with you that satisfaction comes in their life. And I thank you, Father, that you become real to them. And Lord, as they call upon you, that you hear them and you answer them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it was great being with you again today. And until next time, Remember to live in everyday revival.